You're listening to Nats Talk on the Go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the Go, Special Ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Well, hey there, Craig. Uh, how are you? And welcome to uh, episode 135 of Nats Talk on the Go. Who are you? I knew I was going to blow it. I knew it from the yep, beginning. Yeah, you As totally I was saying, blew I was like, it already oh, right so off the top. To it. Welcome to episode 135 of Nats Talk on the Go. I'm Joe Drugan. I'm Craig Whistledick McHenry. <laughs> Those stories plus. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that reference will make sense later in the yeah. question segment. Um, yeah, I knew I was going to blow it. I started yep. talking and I was like, I can't recover from this. I've already gone nope. too far. But you, you threw the sports night in there. So. Indeed. We got it out of the way for our, our fellow Sorkin friends. And we were talking Sorkin while the music was playing a little bit. So maybe we'll talk some Sorkin in the, uh, in the post show today. But uh, yeah, it's been a, uh, we'll call it frustrating few days uh, for the Washington Nationals for a number of reasons, including that they haven't been doing a lot of the winning. Yeah, it's been some, not just losing, but losing, I wouldn't even say ugly. Yeah. The games haven't been ugly. They've just been boring and blech. Yeah. It's like, very, very good use of blech. Yeah, blech, blech, blech. Not a lot of offense, uh, a lot of runners stranded. Uh, but uh, I think we can look at some positives. The pitching has been solid, the starting pitching especially. Yeah, it has been. The starting pitching has been incredibly good, and you're seeing that early on on uh, on Wednesday here with with uh, Max Scherzer, uh, Tanner Roark. Despite losing the game, was phenomenal. On I Tuesday. mean, losing losing a one nothing game against uh, Jose Fernandez uh, on a Giancarlo Stanton home run. I mean, yeah, it's about what do you how how it's really? about as forgivable as it gets. <laughs> yeah, and just another There's game not where much Tanner Roark went seven in. Like he just he just keeps going seven innings over and over and over again. I know he's so lame. I mean, he didn't go scoreless through seven this time. Yeah. What a bum. Yeah, he went he, he went one run through seven. He's pretty he's pretty incredibly good. And there was a great article speaking of on Tanner Roark on Fangraphs that was posted the other day um, that I read that that was kind of talking about uh, how c- comparing him to. Um, Kyle Hendricks, just how he doesn't really have any stuff to speak of being Roark or Hendricks. It's just the combination of what he does is all just plus enough, and he can use them in the right spots. Um, yeah, they're very much uh, like the Braves pitchers of the uh, of the late nineties, right? Uh, the Glavin and Maddox, where they're just smart pitchers, right. Who know how to pitch. Well, and that's where you know people kind of tongue in cheekly were comparing Roark to uh, uh, Greg Maddox a couple of years ago because he just has that sw- that you know low nineties swing back to seam fastball that he can put <clears throat> on the left side of the plate um, with just basically whenever he wants to, and he has a ridiculously high strikeout looking rate. Or because of that reason, he just—I mean—he doesn't have a high strikeout rate at all. But comparison, in comparison to everything else, he has a lot of guys strikeout looking because it's just—it doesn't look like a strike. He just—he right. just throws pitches. It's not like I swung and I just couldn't hit it because it was good, a la Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg. Um, it's so just, he's smart. Losing, losing uh, Tuesday night's game, you know, Jose Fernandez. Obviously, that was a tough matchup, and it, it was a tough matchup for the Florida Marlins as well. I mean, their only offense came via a hey, Giancarlo Stanton it, home it, it run. It hasn't been which Florida is, Marlins in like four years. It's there will always be the Florida <laughs> Marlins. Um, uh, only came from that, who's probably the best home run hitter in all of the world. Right. Uh, and then going back before that, um, Joe Ross made his first appearance on Sunday, uh, coming off the disabled list, and we can chat a little bit about that. But I mean, you're seeing the Nationals kind of start to set some things up for the postseason, and not necessarily uh, care as much about the results because uh, 
the magic number is 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 four. Uh, they still haven't technically clinched the division, but the division is all but clinched. Right. Um, so they're kind of just getting the bullpen set, uh, getting some of those extra roles set up, and seeing if uh, Joe Ross can be that guy uh, in there in the pen, and also seeing if Gio Gonzalez or excuse me. Uh, get that other spot in the rotation and seeing if Gio Gonzalez can be that guy as well. So Yeah, I think the, the Nationals definitely want to see if they can get Joe Ross into the rotation for the playoffs. I think I don't I don't think there's any question about that. I think they look at their options and they go, "Okay, we if if assuming Steven Strasburg is not going to be ready, we have we have to look at Joe Ross, Gio Gonzalez and then you know, I think last week I said AJ Cole like I, which I think there's still a chance that he makes the playoff rotation or playoff roster, excuse me. But um, then you, you know, Lucas Giolito, I don't think there's any chance he's making it. Ronaldo Lopez, maybe I think maybe in the bullpen, maybe um, he came out of the bullpen to spell Joe Ross, so and didn't do great. He didn't pitch particularly well. Um, well, two runs and two innings is not an yeah. ideal situation. Um, but Ross, you know. Was on kind of a kind of an innings limit, and he was he wasn't yeah, going to go far. Yeah, forty five pitches, three innings. Yeah, and he he did all right. He he threw I think fifty one pitches, something around there. And I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I thought he looked great. Uh, he was a huge victim of Babbitt. Yeah, he was it, a huge. The guy. contact he gave up was ground balls through the infield. I want to say he gave up four ground balls through the infield. Yeah, uh, I I'm not, I don't remember how many, but it was a it was a lot. It was a lot, and he was throwing strikes. I don't have it right in front of me, but I would say his uh, strike strikes fifty one uh, pitches, thirty eight strikes. Yeah, that's great for coming off of the disabled list. That's what you want to see, and that's what you're not going to get with Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, and even in that we pitched three innings, he struck he struck out five guys. Yeah, I mean, and didn't walk anyone. I mean, as as I think should probably be evidenced by the fact that he threw like 13 balls in the game. Uh, right. So I think efficient. he, I think he did fantastic. I think it was a very very encouraging start, uh, despite uh, the numbers uh, on the scoreboard not necessarily going his way. I think uh, Nationals front office, Dusty Baker, uh, and fans should be very excited about that. So despite a string of four straight losses for the Nationals, I think there's definitely some positives to look at uh, from those yeah. uh, from those games. Yeah. None of those games were, like you said, none of them were were blowout situations. I mean, they they lost back-to-back one-run games. They uh, The game in Atlanta on Sunday was a, was a bit tough, but they started a game with a starter that they only knew was going to go three innings. So it's, you're not really setting yourself up for, like, the best chance to win a baseball game in that scenario, and you're, then you're playing a bullpen game afterwards. But the Nationals, quite frankly, don't need to win that many more baseball games. And right. that's, of course, it's going to matter for home field advantage, and we could talk about that um, here in a little bit. But um, all things considered, they're, they're trying to set themselves up for the postseason. They're just getting ready for their inevitable trip. And so you're, they're seeing what they have, and I, I don't think it's a bad plan. No, I don't, I don't think it's, bad, it's bad. I don't think they're going out there trying to lose or not trying their best or anything like that. No. But I think, you know, the only thing at this point that matters is playing after game 162. And right now they're going to be playing after game 162. And after that point, regardless of whether you've won 10 straight or lost 10 straight, the same thing could happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how it works. It's We're hitting a point in the year, and I think somebody talked about it, uh, somebody was talking about it on Twitter in the last couple of days, I don't know who, so I can't attribute it, but was talking about, you know, the Nationals have surged in the, into the postseason in previous years, and that hasn't turned out well. So maybe if they limp into the postseason, it will have a different result. I don't know how much credence I give that, but... Um, well, also, it's the 21st of the month. I mean, there's still, what, 10 games plus left in the season? Yeah. I mean, the season's not... We still have a week and a half plus left in the season? 10 games left, you're right, yep. 10 games left in the season? That's not the end of the season. Yeah, not anymore. Like, they're not to. limping in. You could see the Nationals win 8 of the next 10. You could see them win 10 of the next 10. 
and you wouldn't say they're limping into the postseason, you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you'd say the they, season's they not a over. Slump in the middle of the month, as teams do all the time, every month. I mean, it's people go through teams go through slumps, no matter if it's you know April or September. It doesn't really make a difference. So. Um, so yeah, calm down. It's okay. It's all yeah. good. Magic numbers four. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman hit a home run Wednesday night, which is uh, nice. Yeah, it's a nice little addition. And not so, the magic number is four. As we said, the Nationals have 10 games left to go, but the Mets also have about as many left to go. So, you know, it's just a it's a matter of, of pointing to the date, uh, which we failed miserably at, I, I, must, I must say. Yeah. Um, and Tanner Roark's throwing well. Max Scherzer's been throwing well. Joe Ross, as we discussed, is throwing well. Uh, and then uh, a fellow uh, by the name of Steven Strasberg uh, threw some uh, balls in the outfield uh, the other day. Yeah, which is j- just the fact that he's throwing it all at this point after was and it he's two, not two his weeks arm ago. has not fallen off. Yeah, I, they haven't told us his arm has fallen off. <laughs> this is true, uh, but yeah, he, this it was just two weeks ago that he was pulled from the game. I think two weeks ago tonight. So. Um, it is very encouraging to see that he is throwing it all at this point. Not to say that he's going to be ready in 11 days or, well, really it's more like 14 days or whatever by the time they actually play a postseason game. But um, maybe he will be. Maybe they'll decide that, that they can do that. That would be one heck of a thing. Yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, I know we're probably both still on the same page that if we see Steven Strasburg, it's going to be in the CS, not the DS. I would be shocked if he was seen in the CS. Partially... And that is if, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, said, I, I said CS, I meant DS. Um, yeah. it, but, and a huge part of that is you don't, you don't really need that many pitchers for a five-game series. So why put him on a roster and make him pitch a game if you don't need that from him? to take the chance, give him an extra two, you know, week and a half, two weeks to chill out and get right. ready for the championship series, which is, you know, a seven-game series. Right. The Nationals' first or last game of the season will be on a Sunday afternoon, and then their next game will be what? Uh, Friday. Friday? Yeah. Five days off. Four, day, four yeah. days off. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of time. Drive me crazy. Which uh, I don't know if you saw going around – the NL wild card is a cluster Looks right now. bananas right now. And uh, we, the, did, we did get a question about it. Ever exciting three-way tie is a possibility. Yeah, which, God, that's that's the dream. That is, <laughs> that's the dream. I, I want to see the chaos. And we have a question about exactly that we'll get into in the Excellent, in the excellent, Q&A. excellent. I love the questions. Yes, they are all yeah. very good. Very good. Um, yeah, I think it was, uh, um, Adam Kilgore, I think put together, uh, like a summary of what that cluster of a, of a playoff series would look like. So that might be worth pulling up at some point and talking about it during that. But the, uh, since we're talking a little bit about injury and setting things up, um, the, the less good, you know, the good news is Steven Strasburg threw a little bit, which is encouraging that he's throwing it all. As we said, the not so good news is. Uh, as of this recording, Daniel Murphy's myth- missing his fourth consecutive game and has a leg injury or a leg thing of some sort that is not responding to treatment, apparently. Yes, we're having some things going on uh, with some of the Nationals' left-handed hitters right now. Yeah. Um, Daniel Murphy has a leg thing. I don't know what a thing means, yeah. but yeah. Um, if he has a thing... It hasn't shown up in his performance. Right. Uh, last seven games uh, hit, uh, or excuse me, last seven days that he's played uh, hit 300. Last 14 days, 382. Last 28 days, 349. <laughs> so he's so good. He's obviously not doing well. Yeah, right. Um, sarcasm font. Uh-huh. So. Not sure what the treatment is, how bad the injury is, anything like that. But you got to figure any sort of injury or soreness, anything that's bothering him right now, the team is going to be extra cautious for the same reasons we were talking about earlier. 
The Nationals don't need Daniel Murphy to be playing right now. The division is wrapped up. The only thing right now the Nationals are waiting for is home field advantage, which obviously they want, but it's, you know, you just have to get to the playoffs. And, you know, if some crazy thing happens where they don't, as long as they're there, that's, you know, great because they're going to have a chance because they've got phenomenal pitchers anyway. But if Daniel Murphy needs to rest for another couple days, Daniel Murphy needs to rest for a couple days as long as he's ready come that Friday for the division championship series against the Dodgers. That's what matters. Yeah. It's right now. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't panic. Let the team do their thing. It's not responding to treatment. It's been four days. Yeah. I've had a migraine for two weeks. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's, uh, this is the time to let him recover. And hopefully this means that he's going to come back and, you know, the next few days, get some at-bats in before the postseason starts. I mean, that's right. the whole point. That's the and, that's the important part. And I may be wrong, but I think it's pretty common for that uh, around that Tuesday um, between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the division series for teams like the Nationals to have some sort of simulated game scrimmage yeah, practice exactly. type thing. Uh, so as long as he's good to go and getting some good hacks in the cage or something like that, um, Daniel Murphy's shown pretty clearly that he's able to essentially roll out of bed and just hit doubles for days. So not too concerned if he's healthy or if he's close to healthy, he's going to be in there. Yeah, and no doubt. I believe he hasn't started, but he's pinch hit. Would say that again? I I know he hasn't started recently in the past couple games, but he's pinch hit. Yeah, exactly. He, so he pinched it just the other night. Obviously, it's not a devastating thing. Right. They're just trying to trying to nurse it a little bit, and like we said, this and, is the time to do it. Yeah, eighty percent of Daniel Murphy is better than I guess a hundred percent of Stephen Drew as much as Stephen Drew is wonderful. Yeah. Well, I think 80% of 80% of Daniel Murphy in 2016 is better than most players on earth. So that's, that's the reality of the kind of years that Steven Strasburg, or I'm sorry. Uh, geez, Louise, uh, nice. Daniel Murphy had you, you, you put Stephen Drew in my head and then I, you know, I'm well, this right. is because you didn't have your pre podcast dinner that you normally have. That's true. I got thrown off out of time out of time. All thrown off by my lack of happiness. That's right. We have pre-podcast dinners. Yes, that's true. Wouldn't it be great if we had our pre-podcast dinners together? We That would be so nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be... You know what? Maybe here before the end of the season... I know it's like a week away. I know, right? We have, all, we have a lot of time. Yeah. No, we have no time. Okay. All right. Continue on. Yeah, I would like to do that. Things are great. Things are great. Um... So, anything else that you want to hit on uh, before we start digging into questions? Nationals uh, signed a Cuban dude today. Did they really? Hadn't seen that. They signed a Cuban dude today. Any more details than signing a Cuban dude? Um, I'm gonna I'm pulling up his name right now because I want to make sure I can get it right. It's very interesting um, to see the Nationals being involved in the international market. It's still a weird thing for me. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez. Okay. Position? Um, he is an outfielder. Okay. Uh, $200,000. Nice. Oh my goodness. What in the world? Um, $200,000, which, uh, is really not a lot. Not for an international signing, it's not. Um, and from the sound of it, from what I've been able to gather, uh, he is an a uh, decent defensive outfielder. He's a hitter, but not a power hitter. Okay. So not necessarily going to be a corner guy. I would say probably a fourth outfield profile kind of dude. Um, but the guy uh, has a phenomenal walk to strikeout ratio. Um, I think two to one walks to strikeouts, something like that. Do we have his age? He's 29. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. So he's older. Uh, I would think uh, he put up, let's see, 
uh, 369-509-535 batting line wow. over 370 uh, trips to the plate last year. Uh, not a lot of power, um, but like I said, a ton of walks. Uh, looks like um, probably a fourth guy, organizational depth kind of guy, but at $200,000, uh, worth a shot. Uh, just interesting to see uh, the Nationals – uh, at least get a headline for signing someone uh, from Cuba. Yeah, for relatively little money. Very yeah, so um, we'll see what happens in the spring. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, a guy that age, you'd have to imagine you're you're talking about pretty close to major league ready. You would imagine with uh, and with Joe and I's uh, projections of what would happen with Michael A. Taylor. In this offseason, i.e. no longer being in the Nationals organization, yeah. uh, there is going to be room for extra outfielders. Yeah, you, uh-huh. there will be some extra space there, which we are not accustomed to having some, some room to move in there. And who knows what happens with Ben Revere as well. So you never know. Uh, battle for camp uh, should be interesting. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made, made a little splash in Cuba. Good to see. Nice. Yeah, that is that's very encouraging to see. It's always cool to see them uh expand out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh so is that it? I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't I had not read that yet today. Um I want to say that's it. There's probably other things. Um I think there are I'm a bunch sure of things, th- but we have a ton of questions about them. Yeah, I they're they're com- that I was just about to say that, Jim. I know you were, man. I was I was helping you get there. You 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 got me there. It's good. Yeah, it's so good. You you got me. Uh, um, so let's talk about questions. And uh, I'm I'm working on uh, my audio level here. I'm 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 losing my voice a little bit, so I'm trying to. I'm working on I'm working on talking louder. I'm sorry, I'm, and I just adjusted my levels a little bit. Hopefully, it'll be better. But I'm just I'm just losing my voice a little bit. So we need more of that uh, Billy the Marlin bong picture. By the way, what? Oh my goodness! You have not seen this yet. No. Uh, Nationals 101. Our good friend Frank has yes. been tweeting it maybe two and a half dozen times a game for the last two games. <laughs> has he really? I haven't seen it. I'll look it up. While oh I yeah. These questions. Uh, it looks like Billy the Marlin with a giant bong. <laughs> all right. And it's hilarious. Uh, all right. I'll I'll look it up while uh, while we're doing this. So. Uh, all right. We've got the first question from the Smack Henry. Uh, hey! How long until the Marlins blow up their team again and move Stanton, Yelich, Fernandez at all? Um, I would say trade deadline. Actually, no. Um, I think it starts this offseason, continues uh, in earnest, uh, and everyone will be gone by the trade deadline in 2017. You think all the, they're going to move that many people, you think? Yeah. Uh, does well, it, Jose Fernandez... Oh, Stanton have a no uh, trade clause? I would not be surprised. Yeah. But uh, who would want to stay there? No, huh? yeah, I know. I know. That's um, well, uh, there's already been reports that the Marlins are going to be shopping Jose Fernandez this offseason. Oh, Jesus. Well, if they're sho- if they're talking about shopping him, it's over. They're blowing up the whole thing. Exactly. I mean, so, if they're talking about doing that, that's crazy. And I bet you can't guess who the two biggest suitors are. Uh, the Yankees and the Dodgers. Whoa! That's amazing! <laughs> yeah, exactly. How it's, did you know? Big money person equals nobody even has to have any research to do that. Oh, Shoe money tonight! <laughs> nice. And I'm seeing the... the <laughs> Billy Everyone is tweeting it. It's, it's the greatest. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, I think that... I think it's likely, you know, I hadn't seen the report about Fernandez. If that's true, then they're blowing the whole thing up by the end of next year. It's, Let's call the blow. whole thing off. Which is a shame because they, it feels like they're they're there. It's like it feels like they could do a thing here soon with who they have if they can. But if Fernandez is healthy and if uh, Stanton can stay healthy, they could. Uh, feels like they could do a thing soon with the team they've got. So that's, that's yeah. a shame that they're going to think about doing that again. So I think they uh, get out to a rocky start in the first three months of 2017, and Yelich and Stanton 
Uh, Yelich at the very least gone by the trade deadline, and I'm guessing definitely asking Stanton to waive his no trade clause, where he goes to the Cubs for Jesus for Jason Hayward uh, and some other pieces. Interesting. That would be Um, it. Would be a savings for them. Jason Hayward's at what just under two hundred million, or just at two hundred million. Yep, for Jason Hayward, uh, and then uh, the Cubs will win their second straight World Series. Yeah. With Stanton. <laughs> nice. And Stanton will hit. I'm going to say six home runs onto Waveland Avenue in August and September. <laughs> wow, you're getting yep. You're, you just went all the way there. No yeah. holding back. Someone write that down. Yeah, I'm not writing that down. Somebody write that Someone down. Someone write it down. Uh, next qu- set of questions are from Michelle. I think there are six of them. Uh, first one, do we need to find the voodoo doll that has a pin stuck in its leg, elbow, shoulder, neck, and who has it? No. Uh, uh, yes. We do? We do need to find it. And we need to Why? Find it. Because apparently legs and elbows and shoulders and necks are hurting. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Okay. Uh, All right. Michelle likes Brian Goodwin as a backup fourth outfielder. Pains her to say that uh, since uh, Michael A. Taylor won't be around. I think that's probably true. I I think that's true as well. Brian Goodwin uh, had a good year. Yeah, had a good year in the minors and has done similarly well since his his call-up. Hopefully he can put up a good wins above replacement. Yeah. In the future? Yeah. Come on. What? Oh, huh. mm. yeah, just <laughs> Take me a minute. Um, so but calm. yeah, uh, he's a little bit older of a, of a guy, uh, almost, uh, I would say, a non-prospect. So He's definitely uh, getting non-prospect here pretty soon yeah. if he's not already there. Yeah, so that's probably his lot in life, and he should be thrilled with it. Yeah. Uh, he, and it seems like he's got... Uh, I know we've talked about it a lot, and it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but uh, he's got a higher baseball IQ than uh, than Michael A. Michael A. Taylor. Yeah, unfortunately, because Michael A. Taylor a, seems like a really nice guy. He just doesn't seem to have quite that that killer instinct. Yeah, and that next level uh, yeah. thinking two steps ahead. Yeah, exactly, which you need to have when the game's moving that fast. Right. Um, and and hopefully, like you said, hopefully Goodwin could keep up what he did this year because looking back on numbers from earlier minor league levels, it's not nearly as optimistic a picture. So um, hopefully he could stay at the level he's at now, stay healthy, and become that fourth outfielder with the, with a little bit of speed and uh, and an arm. Not not too much uh, not too much hit. Uh, question uh, the third. Question the third is Coda ready? No. Definitely not. Well, here's the thing. I don't think so at all. Here's the thing. This might be Coda. What do you mean? Like, he's flown through the minors. Uh-huh. He started in high A. Uh, we don't really know what kind of pitcher Coda Glover is. This might be who he is. He might not be a major league caliber, caliber uh, reliever. Right, he might not be that. He's never appeared on lists. He wasn't a high, highly ranked draft prospect. Yeah, so he might be this. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying he might have gotten by on a small sample size with some luck. It happens a lot more than you think. <laughs> I mean, just look at uh, spring training, Brian Broderick. Yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah, Rule 5 from the Cardinals way back when. Yeah. I mean, Added to dominated, spring, yeah. dominated spring training, made the Nationals uh, out of spring coming north. I think he put up like a 12 ERA and like two appearances or something and was never heard from again. And, you know, I'm not saying that's what Coda Glover is, but, I mean, we've seen him for over a month now. And, yeah, he was great at first, but if you're the putting- league... If you're putting odds on it, he's more that he it's more likely that he's Brian Broderick than he's not. Right. And the the league's seen him a couple times and now his ERA I want to say is over 5. Yeah. So, 
this might be more Coda Glover than yeah. what we saw earlier. It's I mean, hard to be a major league pitcher, man. <laughs> you 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 gotta make the adjustments, and I don't know if he's made them yet. Yeah, so, and maybe he just hasn't make it, made them yet, and he will because he's young. But yeah, I'm not saying he won't, but he doesn't have the pedigree of a top prospect, yeah. so it's hard to give him the benefit of the doubt right now. As much as I want to, I'm yeah, just trying to be realistic. Some of his stuff looks really good, but it's can he do it regularly, um, and be successful and i don't think he's proven that he's ready to do that yet um michelle also said oliver uh, ollie perez makes her nervous does sean burnett make it over him in the playoffs i think there's a a distinct possibility that could happen i think there is a chance that could happen um i i think it's probably oliver perez um because he signed a three-year deal (laughs) so (laughs) i think i there were there are politics involved with those decisions. And as annoying as it is that there are politics involved in those decisions, and the team likes Sean Burnett too, but I think a lot of Sean Burnett's existing here is they wanted the left-handed, but they also wanted to give a guy a chance because they had the opportunity to do that, um, I think, as a factor. Uh, do I think there's a chance Burnett makes it? I do. Um, yeah, I think what you're going to have to watch over the next uh, 10 days is... Uh, the situations that both of them are put in. Exactly. Very good point. There's not a lot of high-pressure situations for the Nationals anymore right? Uh, for the rest of the season. But look at situations. If uh, if you're looking at uh, fifth, sixth-inning action uh, coming in to relieve a starter who looks tired, mm, probably not the most faith in the world. If you're looking at seventh, eighth-inning uh, facing hitters you've heard of, yeah, yeah, uh, and I, I, there's another point here that I want to make off of Michelle's uh, next question, which is: Has anyone seen Yusmiro Petit? Is he in the witness protection program? And I um, looked up yes, his numbers again. He has pitched one and one third innings in September, the whole month, and it was in one game on September eighth. The before that, the, the previous time he pitched was August 27th, almost two full weeks earlier. Um, That's insane. <laughs> that, so this is my caveat to that. If the Nationals decide they want to go into the postseason with four starters and no long reliever, I think Sean Burnett makes it. Yeah. That is my caveat because the way that Yusmira Petit has been used, I don't see any reason to believe that he's going to be making the National League Division Series roster. He's been used... It is... Guys, it is September 21st. He's pitched one time since August 27th. Yeah, that's like three and a half weeks. And it it was barely an inning. It's not like he came in and... Like, yeah. I have no idea what he's... Why he's still on on this team. (laughs) I mean, it's very, very weird. It is a little bit strange. And yeah, that's a very good point. I hadn't even remembered that he existed. Yeah, which is what I read the question and I was like, oh, that's a good question and funny. Uh, and the final, well, actually, uh, two more questions from Michelle. One, will the Nats be the number two seed in the National League? I say yes. Well, was the number two seed? Yes. Like, will they be yeah. the second seed in the National League or will, they, yes. or will it be the Dodgers, I assume, is the other part of that question? Yes. It'll be the Nationals, I think, too. No question. And the uh, next part for Michelle is Zimmy, dot, 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 sobs. I will, I will hang up and listen. Uh, well, the positive note is Ryan Zimmerman killed a home run in Wednesday night's game. So that's, um, that's good. I think Zimmerman, as everyone recalls, is... Fondly dot, dot, recalls, dot. We, should, let's, we should add. Uh, yes, fondly recalls, dot, 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 sobs. Is gone. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think Zimmerman that we've seen might not be as bad as we've seen of late. Yeah. Um, but I think it's somewhere closer to. I'd say on if you were to say Zimmerman of fondly recalls is a ten, and Zimmerman of what we've seen of late is a zero. I'd say we're looking at probably expect a three or a four yeah i i might push it i might push it to a five 
Yeah. Um, f- but more like flashes of five and six, but yeah. more in the four area. Um, yeah. So he, um, the the Zimmerman that we all know and love is probably no more. Uh, injuries have just ravaged him, and yeah. it's a it's a it's a damn shame because uh, I remember I don't know six seven years ago uh, there were national writers saying uh, they thought Ryan Zimmerman was going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, yeah, the, the first was, Nationals Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was going to be a he. He and David Wright were going to be the next class of uh, third baseman yeah. in the Hall of Fame, which, which third baseman is devastating, uh, criminally, on... criminally underrepresented yeah. position in the Hall of Fame. Um, and both of them just injuries have just ravaged yeah. them, devastating so, on both I, fronts. I don't know if if it's something in the Virginia Beach flooding water. Maybe yeah. we'll have to ask special ops member. Steph, um, but it's it's tragic. Yeah, it's it's a shame to watch. I, I have to unfortunately agree that uh, he. I'm not saying his career is over, but as you said, the way that his career is going is going to be more at what we're seeing, closer to what we're seeing now than what we saw in 2013, for example. Yeah, um, he he can be. I believe that Ryan Zimmerman can be a serviceable major leaguer for a hundred. 10 to 120 games a season. Yeah. Whether it's going to be for uh, what we call a division one team, which means a team contending for the playoffs every year or a division two team. uh, Picture the angels uh, picture, you know, the twins. Yeah. um, Those kind of teams. Yeah. Uh, Division two team. I think that's probably the more likely thing, someone looking for veteran leadership. Uh, and yes, that does mean that Ryan Zimmerman might not be wearing a curly W for the rest of his career. Um, I don't think, I think it's unlikely at this point that he's going to be wearing the curly W for the rest of his contract. Yeah. I, I, I just think if the, Na- if the Nationals want to be perennial contenders, they cannot have one of their power positions. Yeah. Uh, being what Ryan Zimmerman has become, yeah. Uh, even with uh, Daniel Murphy uh, making up for it at second base, yeah, yeah. Uh, because Daniel Murphy would be better served at first base, yeah, that's defensively, true. defensively, right? Um, so I think that's probably true, and it's it's tough to tough to note, um, but. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that goes forward. This this is to the point that you were mentioning, Craig. Like, you have to decide at some point whether you want to be a perennial contender or if you want to be the team that's loyal to players you like. And right. those are two different sets of questions. Um, and it's really hard to do both. You can't... It's not likely that you're going to be able to be loy- loyal to the people who you want to be loyal to if you also want to win 90 games a year yes so uh one more sad question this one from jen uh what are the thoughts what are your thoughts on the end of vin scully's broadcast era and career end of an era never be another vin scully he's literally the best that ever was and the crazy thing about vin scully is that he was considered one of the best 50 years ago yeah and he just kept doing it (laughs) yeah so this is not a new thing yeah they'll never there will never be anyone like vin scully again it's just not it's not part of what it means to be a smart to be a tv personality you don't have to be like that anymore in order to succeed so people aren't like that because being like vin scully is hard and he works really hard at it to get his stories and anecdotes and build relationships with people. And that doesn't happen as much anymore. And so you get to hear, it's not just, it's not just that Vin Scully's voice is great, which it is. And it's not just that he calls a game well, which he does, but it's these stories and anecdotes that he's gotten over 60 years of baseball that quite frankly, radio guys and TV guys who are in the same kind of role don't spend the time doing anymore. Right. They, don't, they don't spend the time getting the stories and finding this stuff that even 
Like, the last time I watched Vince Scully call a Nationals game uh, earlier this year, he was tell- telling stories about, like, Wilson Ramos that I had never heard as a person who's followed this team since 2005. That, and w- with Wilson Ramos being on the team since 2010. And no one inside the organization had ever told that story. But right. he, found, he got that story. And those are the kinds of things that you get from Vince Scully that yeah. you don't get anywhere else. End of an era, super tragic. Uh, if you have MLB TV, tune in as often as you can. But it's worth staying up late for. Between now and, I, I'm at least trying to catch parts of all of the games. Right. Um, from Frank, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how jealous is Craig of his Pokemon? Also, I'm currently the 2016 Daniel Murphy or the 25 Harper of Pokemon? Question mark. Um, I'm going to come up with a better, uh, I, I actually, I did come up with a better one and I'm going to, I'm going to drop it here in a minute. Uh, very jealous. Uh, I'm, I said he is the Brady Anderson of Pokemon Go. Yeah. Nice. Cause he, he was terrible and then he's juicing and now he's amazing. (laughs) Nice. Nice. He's, uh, it's, 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 he's real good right now. It's, it's, it's real good. That, real nice. Good Frank. Uh, Jen, another question from Jen. How many blankets will I need to carry to Nats Park for the NLDS games? It's always cold for those night games. It's not going to be a lot. Yeah. You don't think? Nope. It's going to be 95 degrees. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be one blanket territory, Jen. It's going to be one blanket nice. territory. And uh, a good hoodie. And a good, yeah, definitely a good hoodie for sure. Uh, a couple more questions from Michelle, uh, who will be the third and fourth starter if needed in the playoffs. Is Gio a lock over Matt Latos get a start? I'd say Gio would be a lock over Matt Latos. I think Gio, I think Gio and Joe Ross are both locks at this point. Yeah. Unless one of them gets hurt or Joe, you know, they determine Joe Ross isn't actually ready for this series. Yeah. But I think they're both locks at this point. Uh, does Clint Robinson or Ben Revere get a start in the postseason? Michelle wants to know. Uh, no. Uh, I think one of them might get a start at some point. Uh, no, but I think it's the likelihood is low. If if, if it's somebody, it's no. Clint, if if it's somebody, it's Clint Robinson. No, uh, you've already answered. I get to answer too. Shut up. No, I mean Dusty <laughs> Baker's not going to play matchups. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think you're probably right though. Uh, I think there's a chance. I think you're probably right. I think there's a chance Clint Robinson does. Uh, uh, that's fair, but that's fair, but no. How much do you hope there is a three-way tie for the NL wild card because Michelle loves chaos? More than anything in the world, Michelle. Yeah, I I want that pretty bad. I want that pretty... I, I, yeah, real bad. Some men just want to watch the world burn. That was so bad. That was my Michael Caine. It was, was awful. really bad. Uh, Steve Golden asks, uh, follow, follow up, can we trade, trade in uh, Gio for a new model? Uh, um, yes, Giolito is nice. the new model. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to Lito that Gio. Uh, and if you were the Nats business manager, what promotion giveaway would you schedule? Uh, Nats talk on the go night at the park. There is the answer. Uh, Michelle says, I know that Frank doesn't care about home field in round one, but she wants Kershaw versus Scherzer in DC. So he is wrong. I, I don't care about home field in round one particularly either. Uh, but I would like to see that matchup. (laughs) That would be fun. I would enjoy that. A um, couple questions from Fang here. Uh, neutral site for playoffs in Major League Baseball, yay or nay? Um, I would like a neutral site for wild card game. I like. I, I would be okay with that. I do not. I do not feel that there is a need for a neutral site in baseball. I don't. No. Think, I don't think there's a need for it. But I, for a wild card or something, I, yeah, I would, would be, be okay fun. with a neutral site for World Series. Mm, not me. Uh, Simply because um, I I think it would be more of a destination kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be a destination. But I want to if I if my team gets the World Series, I want to go to my team's ballpark where I watched all their games this year and watch them compete to win a World Series. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm in love with it, but I'd be more okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions from Fang here. Will MLB put a team in Las Vegas? And if yes, how will it reconcile that with its strict stance against gambling? They will not. Uh, and I think uh, the gambling conversation will be an off-season podcast topic because I think that everyone is way too concerned with the gambling aspect of things. Hot take it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that there's a chance a team goes there, but I think the likelihood is low. I would say the likelihood is is pretty low that a team that a team ends up in Vegas. I think it's I think a team is more likely to go back to Montreal than to go to Vegas. Personally, uh, my the Craig's favorite question of the of the evening: uh, Does it matter if a team whistle dicks it into the playoffs? No, no, it doesn't, doesn't matter if they whistle dick it. And the uh, a, a really good point that Beard uh, tweeted to me earlier in the show was uh, last year the Royals won eleven and seventeen in September, uh, and they you know they won the whole thing. So it really doesn't matter. Um, and baseball players have a myriad of handshakes. How would we do our handshakes, Craig? Is that something we have to come up with a handshake and post a video of it or something? Um, I was just gonna say sensually. Ooh, I like that answer. Leave, yeah. leave it up to the imagination. Uh, oh, man, my voice is going. Um, in honor of Fang, what's your favorite curse word, Steve wants to know? Oh, I thought we were saving this one. I, are, are we going to save it? We could do it later. Yeah. Let's save it. Whistle uh, dick. Yeah, that's definitely Craig's now. Uh, Major League Baseball says uh, it held a very good meeting with the mayor of London over playing matches there, and Fang wants to know what we think about it. First off... Love that they call it matches. Yeah, I know. Playing matches. Thank you, BBC. Baseball um, matches. Uh, hard pass. Yeah, not regular season games. Hard pass. If you want to, uh, if you want to do some preseason experiment, there go nuts. But no regular season games there. Yeah, uh, and if anyone remembers, the season started this season in Australia. Was that this year? I thought that was last year. I don't know. Exactly. I, it's stupid. It is stupid. I think it might have been a couple you years ago. You just proved my point. Yeah, it is dumb. Uh, Fang wants to know which we prefer, tater tots or french fries. Yes. Uh, the answer is tater tots. Why do I have to pick? That's because, racist. Because that's the structure of the question, Craig. Oh. Um, french fries. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's such a variation with french fries. Yeah. I mean, French fries can be curly. That's true. They can be seasoned. That's true. They can be, you know... And tater tots can be seasoned. Show All right, we're, we're moving on. Uh, okay. Kid has they a couple can... of questions. Okay. Uh, rephrasing my question from last time, the one that was poetic and that I couldn't read because I the first time I read it was on air. Uh, is the postseason entirely about which team gets the luckiest, hottest at the right time? I wouldn't say entirely, but it's a huge factor. Yes. Yeah, it's a huge factor. Um, NLDS will be a story, a story of lefties. Uh, we've talked about Geo, but what about the Nats hitters versus their many starting southpaws? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. I think the question is the, the Nationals hitters will have to face a bunch of lefty pitchers in the, in the first round, including the likes of Clayton Kershaw. So, I don't think that's going to be, I mean, outside of, Obviously, Kershaw, because he's amazing, but he's just amazing. I don't think that the fact that it's lefties is going to be uh, a devastating thing for the Nationals' offense. The Nationals have a couple of key guys uh, who are left-handed hitters, and, and Harper and Murphy. Um, but I don't think it's as big a factor as it will be for a team like the Dodgers, which is like entirely left-handed hitters. Right. Uh, which is makes it much more difficult to construct a lineup uh, against against left-handed pitching. Unfortunately for the Nationals, th- that constitutes Gio Gonzalez, So, uh, as far as starters go. I've got a couple from Guzman. Uh, number one, Craig, how are you feeling? And hope you're better. And he also Not great. Thank Craig, you. Craig says, not great. And besides me losing my voice for apparently no reason whatsoever, I feel fine. No, uh, I'm on uh, two weeks. I've had... One day of happiness and joy, and on my day of no migraine happiness, I had to uh, get new tires. So, so having to get the tires messed with your day of jubilee is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Nice. We have, I think we have three Sportsnet references in this episode now. It's beautiful. Um, what is the backup plan if Murphy is hurt, majorly struggling in the playoffs? Keep him unless he's dead, question mark? Uh, I don't think that any of the Nationals players, uh, starters, will be pulled for lack of performance. I don't think so. I either. just don't think it'll happen. Not at this point. Um, Not at this point in the year. If if someone is super injured, 
I think I think the replacements are all pretty clear. I really don't think there's a lot of question as no, to No, I don't think so either. I mean, who would be the biggest question mark as to be who would be replaced? Who would be replaced? Or who uh, would yeah. be doing who the replacing? Would be, who would be doing the replacing? I mean, who would be the biggest question? Who would be the toughest person to replace, I guess? Uh, the, oh, the toughest person to replace. Uh, well, who would be the... Who would be the one that you'd be like, oh, I don't know who would play question mark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think every every single position has uh, an air, I guess. Yeah, there are enough parent. alternatives for sure that you could <clears> – <throat> and not only that, w- with some injuries, you could shift guys from current positions and fill in spots because there's enough guys exactly. actually in the starting ro- – uh, in the starting lineup who can move around to do other things. Exactly. Uh, right. Zimmerman's play. hurt. Daniel Murphy's going to play first. Right. Trey Turner's going to play second. Ben Rivera's going to play center. Start. Exactly. You know? Right. You, so could, you could do I, a thing I, where even if you wanted to, Wilmer Defoe could play second if he exactly. if like in the roster. And I think there's a chance he does. Or Steven Drew. Um, so, yeah, the, the team has a lot of options with how they can move guys around right now. It's a, they have lucked out with another good bench this year and, Which, and the ability to do that. Pretty uh, uh, kudos to Wilmer Defoe and his hustle double uh, last uh, Tuesday night. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Good call. Uh, question three from Guzman. Do you think that uh, the Nats are at a realistic risk, risk of falling uh, to the third seed in the NL playoffs? We talked about that. No. We, we both think that they're going to be two. Um, <clears throat> and, and Guzman's final question on what baseball topic do you two disagree most and why is the other guy's opinion stupid? I don't. He needs know. some conflict. I don't know. I th- do. You? Do we disagree on DH? I don't think we do. Do we? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll think about that one. That's a good one. We have disagreed tonight a little bit, which is weird for us. Yeah, uh, probably. But uh, I don't remember it. We'll, but, we'll think okay. about that one. And then uh, Ethan wants to know. I think cucumbers taste better pickled. Yeah, that's that's not a hard opinion. Okay. Duh. If you were offered to take a pill for $500 million, but yes. would, but would yes. die at age 70, yes. would you take it? Craig, yes. Craig never even had to think about that. Yes. I would do it for 250 Yeah. $250 million, not $250. $250 million. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I, I, yes. Yes. I, I don't give away mar- my mortality so easily. Yes. Uh, a, couple, yes. a couple more questions from Fang. I can... I, I have many thoughts on that question. Well, unfortunately, we're running okay. out, so we have to move on to more baseball things. Tweet uh, me. Thing uh, <laughs> asks, what fair food would you like to see at the ballpark more often? Funnel cake. Good answer. Next question. Uh, how much? Oh, corn dogs. How are corn dogs not a thing? At That's a really parks? good point. That's a really they're good point. They're on a stick. And they're Gen- hot dogs. Generally, more food on a stick, I think. All right, fair. I like it. Okay. I like it. Maybe maybe a large turkey leg. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? Turkey legs are always a good idea, but they're never as good as you think they're going to they be. They always look better than they taste. They Yeah, absolutely. Always. Uh, it's always like, you know what? I'm like four bites into this turkey leg, and I'm tired of chewing. I'm a little over it. It's getting heavy. Yep. Uh, other question from Fang: How much should playoffs impact player awards like MVP and Cy Young? They should not. They do not. Don't don't, don't doesn't voting uh, before the playoffs? Uh, they sure. should not. Well, I think I think mainly the question is like teams that are successful. Oh, if that's and the question, it should not. That's make it how I all. interpreted it. Uh, that, that's a good way of interpreting it. I will change uh, my my tune on that and say, yeah, they should not at all. I don't think it should be because. A yeah, the votes do have to be in before the playoffs begin. Right, right. Um, so per- playoff performance does not matter. Right. Uh, because that would be an unfair advantage, even though teams, even though uh, the voters already don't consider people who aren't on teams in the playoffs as much as they should. Um, a couple of questions from the, uh, or a few questions from the uh, proprietor of our intro and outro of this podcast, Josh. Uh does it seem like there's any meat to Verducci's story on Bryce Harper's shoulder? Uh, where there's smoke, there is definitely fire. Yeah. And I, we've talked about it a bunch of times. And I had it wrong. It is apparently his right shoulder. Oh, you said you did say left. I forgot about that. I thought it was his left. I thought one. it was too. I thought it was his left too. 
Um, but apparently it's his right one. I, I think that, I think it's definitely a shoulder issue. You can't look at his performance this year and not think that there's something happening. You just can't. So you just yeah. So when you see when you see the performance, and let's be clear, he's still one of the best twenty five players in the National League, and that's pretty freaking amazing. But he, when you look at his performance from last year and then this year with the reports coming out of the injury and him not and him not wanting to talk about it and saying he's fine, I mean, I just I don't see a way that it's not a factor. Just look at his exit velocities. Yeah, they're way down, and his it just look at him swing a bat. <laughs> it's just yeah. not. It doesn't. It looks bad. Uh, he also wants to know: Isn't it adorable how Mets trolls all woke up with like three weeks left in the season? Question mark. Yeah, probably. It's been trolly. I don't. I don't have trolls. Yeah. Except for Frank. Well, he's everybody's everybody's favorite troll. Frank True. is. True. Uh, Although, it, if I had Photoshop skills, <clears throat> people with Photoshop skills, Frank's face on a troll, like, doll's body with the hair. <laughs> nice. Yep, make it happen. Uh, does Max have a legit shot at the Cy Young? And yes, he does. Not only does he, Bavoda has given him odds to be the, the uh, NL Cy Young at this point. Max oh, yeah? Well, I would think so. Earlier. Um. And is Murphy on an unofficial DL stint? I think it's similar to the situation that Harper was in uh, earlier this year when he missed like eight games or eight days where it was like, yeah, we're not going to put you on the disabled list, but you need some rest, so take some rest. Situation. Right. A uh, few more from Fang here. What do you think about pitchers winning the MVP? I am against it unless there is an extreme performance from a pitcher like Kershaw from a couple years ago Kershaw from a couple years ago and a dearth of quality everyday player options yeah I think that's I think it has to be a combination I mean that's a good point I just don't know how you can look at someone who plays every single day uh and not take them over someone that plays every fifth day I just I can't justify it Unless they're so good, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good. I think the the caveat that it it not only does it need to be a Kershaw like performance from a couple of years ago when he won the MVP, but also that like like you said, there has to be a dearth of everyday talent really showing it. I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, flat brim cap or creased? This isn't even a question. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not 15 years old. I'm going with bent. I'm, I, bent. Yeah, I guess bent. I, I, yeah, not flat brim. Yeah, not flat brim is the answer. Uh, is uh, Feng wants to know officially is whistle dick a swear word? Whistle dick. Whistle dick. Whistle dick. Uh, so are we saying it is or is not a swear word? Uh, it is not. All right, I'll go with not. That works for me. And uh, we'll wrap it up with Beard's question. <laughs> Uh, what should we sacrifice to the baseball gods to ensure that Murphy will be okay and Bryce too? Um, I think we should sacrifice our sleep in that we should stay up late and listen to Vin Scully. Good answer. I'll, I'll adopt it as my own cause I don't have one. Uh, so we made it through, I think, I think we had like 40 something questions this week. That's amazing. Um, so thank you all for submitting those. Uh, we appreciate it. It helps us. It helps us get enjoy the flow of the show a little bit. We we have our stuff at the top, and then you guys ask good questions that we can dig into, and we don't have to repeat stuff at the top and at the bottom of the show. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Craig? Before uh, we play everyone off here. I love you, Frank. We all love Frank. Uh, we all and we love, love all of you who listen to Nat's Talk on the Go. Uh, a couple of new uh, special ops members. Have we talked about that? No, thank them. Yeah, so we have uh, Jerry and Steve, new special ops members in the last couple of months. So thank you guys for for joining up. Um, and, and, so yeah, we anytime we can add more people to the uh, to the family, we appreciate it. So so welcome those guys to uh, to the special ops family. Welcome to the machine, indeed. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it for episode one thirty five of Nat's Talk on the Go. I am Joe Drugan of thenatsblog.com. Uh, I'm Craig Whistledick McHenry, also of thenatsblog.com, and, and at Craig Mac on Twitter. Indeed. Uh, and 
uh, of other things. <laughs> and of many other things. You uh, can find me on my other podcast, um, Pokemon Go and other things on the go. Go. I really thought you were going to go with Whistle Dick Talk on the go. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I just started looking at things around the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 135 of Nats Talk on the Go. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week, and that's when we will give you our plan for the postseason. Thanks for listening to Nats Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at natstalkonthego.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the special ops link at the top of the page or head right to natstalkonthego.com slash special ops. You can contact the guys at natstalkonthego on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at natstalkonthego.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats! <laughs>